0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the CX Goalkeeper Keeper podcast. Your host, Greg, will have smart discussions with friends, experts, and thought leaders on customer experience, transformation, and leadership. Please follow this podcast on your preferred platform. I am sure you will enjoy the next episode with the guest I selected for you. Ladies and gentlemen, Tonight, it's really a great pleasure because I have Janelle Barlow together with me. Hi, Janel, How are you?
1: Hi. Hi. I'm fine. How are
0: you? Very well, because I am super thrilled that we are going to discuss about complaints. A complaint is a gift, and this is also the book that you wrote. And really, thank you very much for your time accepting this invitation to participate to the CX Goalkeeper podcast and to discuss about your latest book. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you. You know, this is the third edition of this book, A Complaint is a Gift. So each book I had the opportunity to rewrite it. My publisher said to me, Janelle, just put a different foreword in and a couple of different stories. And I, I couldn't do that. I thought, you know, somebody who likes this subject is going to want to want, want to read all three books. So I've, it's each book has been different
0: Oh, that's really, really interesting. But before we start deep diving in, in your book, uh, we would like to learn about, about you. And um, mm-hmm. Perhaps, could you please introduce yourself, showing us or sharing with us the highlights of your career that brought us into this topic?
1: Right. Well, um, yes. Uh, I didn't actually get started in this topic until the middle 80s, but my work has always been corporate education, working with adults. And I was very much involved with customer service. And a piece of that was always complaint handling. And then I began to realize how big complaint handling is in the field of customer service. In fact, I have come to the conclusion that complaint handling and and knowing how to do that is actually more important than customer service and I'll tell you why because I think if you can get the complaint handling down people then automatically know how to handle service better and they'll do that but if you start with customer service then here comes a complaint and then you think a whole different set of behaviors have to be there so focusing on Complaint handling is understanding of what's going on with this phenomenon of complaint handling. So uh, that's that's I haven't really written about that, but I want to I want to really make that point to people who are in customer service. Start putting more emphasis on complaint handling.
0: Thank you very much. It's It's really interesting. And I think. If you really like this topic, then you would you should have specific values that drive you in life. Which values drive you in life?
1: Which values drive through my life? Yeah, um, for me, it's it's about behaviors because I think you measure you measure behaviors or you measure your values by behaviors. Uh, I'm an honest person, but I don't necessarily think that honesty is always the best answer I really don't I mean you know we 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 stop our statements if we think that the the honesty is going to hurt somebody else so we're not always honest uh, and I don't expect other people to be as well Uh, but my behavior the behavior that really drives me is uh, just do it Um, just do it and and That's what I do. That's my style. If somebody asks me to do something, I don't even think about whether or not I can do it, whether or not I've had the experience of it. I just do it. I figure I can figure it out. That's always been my approach. Sometimes it gets me into trouble, but basically it's it's the value by which I I drive my life. Just go ahead and try it. Move on and, and, and actually even move on faster today than we have in the past. Uh, I'm not so young anymore by any means. And so I, I I realize I don't have that many years left. And I'm really trying to push through as quickly as I can with doing it with getting things done. Uh, As long as they're valuable to other people, and they'll let you know, then I think I'm making the right decisions about my life.
0: Oh, thank you very much. But I hope that you will have a lot of additional years because you are very young in your mindset. And I think this <laughs> is really, really important. And the second thing thing that I really like is just do it. And uh, throughout your outstanding career, you wrote three books <laughs> or three versions of this book. And, uh, and therefore, I think it's important now to deep dive into this book. Right. A complaint is a gift, how to learn from critical feedback and recover customer loyalty. This is, we're speaking about the last version of, of your book. And um, I suggest to the audience, if they are interested in this book, to buy that and have a look at it because this is really interesting one. And now we are deep diving to pick some insights from, from the book and to give some flavors of the book to to the audience. And therefore the first question, how do you define a complaint?
1: I have been working on getting a, a more and more simple definition of a complaint. And in my mind, a complaint is a statement of dissatisfaction. I'm saying something, I'm not satisfied. I don't like this. And that's what a complaint is. Now, just recently, I was at a uh, conference that my husband was keynoting at. And in the at the conference, I was sitting next to a man who said, I don't like the word complaint when I told him what I did. He said, I don't like the word complaint. He said, I, I like the word feedback. And I said, yeah, I mean, a lot of people say that. But let me suggest this. Feedback can be either positive or negative. A complaint is always negative. Always. It's always pointing out something that's wrong, something that doesn't satisfy me. But feedback could be good or bad. So I, I you know people are afraid of this word. Let me tell you how afraid of this word they are. They don't even like it in my book title. They, I mean, they can't quite grasp it of a complaint is a gift. They don't quite get that. I have been in um, bookstores signing copies of the book. And I've heard the announcement over the loudspeaker system saying Janelle Barlow is uh, is in the building signing her signing her book. A compliment is a gift. I mean, <laughs> they can't even say it that a complaint is a gift. I've heard that so many times. It's it's just hard for people to put those two words together. But that's My the idea. heart of the, Yeah, that's the heart of the argument.
0: I think if a complaint is ended in the proper way, uh, a complaint is ended in a proper way, then it can be a compliment at the end.
1: Yes, it could be, uh, but certainly it's a gift.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think what you're saying, it totally makes sense, but I think there are different uh, types of complaints and um, a very small number of people actually speak up about what are legitimate complaints. Why is that, is that so?
1: Well, a legitimate. I think when they say "is it a legitimate complaint," they mean was the customer wrong? Was the customer stupid? Or was the customer trying to uh, to, to cheat you? That those would be illegitimate complaints. If the customer comes in in their heart and they're trying to cheat you, I, I, that's a bad complaint for sure. It's 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 a, not a valid complaint. Let's put it that way. But. I don't know about putting the word legitimate there. If the customer says something, it's, you know, it's out of their experience. Uh, Maybe they're paying you back for something that you did in the past to them. But uh, I think that there are people who do cheat, if we could, if we wanna talk about that for the moment. There are people who do cheat. There's been research about that. They estimate that, at least in the United States, about 4% of the population will ever try to cheat you. That's it, 4%. So all those customers who are calling, all those customers who are coming in, most of them are honest. If they are not honest, it's probably because they've made a mistake. I mean, it's easy to make a mistake. customers make mistakes but so so do all the staff as well they make mistakes too so there's very few of them but the interesting thing is is that managers think that the percentage of of cheaters is higher than the people who are actually interacting with those customers which is really fascinating why should the managers think that there's more cheaters out there
0: it's really interesting because at the end it's a human being interacting with a human being, and right. there it's it's always trust, basis on trust, how you handle something, if you agree, if you don't agree, and and it it makes it really interesting to really understand uh, human behaviors. You spoke at the beginning about behaviors, and this is right. really in relation to to human
1: be- behaviors. Right, right. That's what it is. I mean, it's human behaviors. I think some people there are some people who are thieves. I mean, they'll come in and steal. That's not really a complaint. That's an act of uh, illegality to steal. But but people who actually come in and say, you know, I've I bought this at this date and they didn't, they bought it at another date and I, you know, I mean, they'll, they'll, or I just brought it home and then I, it was sitting there and it just fell apart. Yeah. Right. Uh, But you just have to accept them that this is what happened. I think what
0: you're saying saying totally
1: makes sense. Yes. It it
0: makes no
1: sense at all. It makes no sense at all to say to them, you're trying to cheat. I know, I know your type, I've seen your type around the, it makes no sense to do that.
0: Now, I think what you're saying to make totally sense, but let's go back to the real normal complaints that we know in business. And I think often businesses are seeing complaints really in a negative way. You already yeah. mentioned something about feedback, but could you please elaborate a bit on that?
1: Yeah, no, The here's what happens when you start thinking that complaints are negative, and that is that you wanna stop them. You want to get rid of them, and and that's a huge mistake, and it can cause tremendous problems. I've met so many people who have said to me, you know, Janelle, I really like your idea of a complaint is a gift. I like that idea. However, what I really want is to get no complaints at all. That's, That's what they tell me, and I say to them, well, that's... It's an interesting idea, uh, especially when you think that we don't live in a perfect world. I mean, there's, I don't know anything that is perfect. Uh, and so I try to think of an example that relates to them. Uh, and a good example is like in hotels where people have a complaint about the temperature of the water, the swimming pool. It's too cold or it's too hot. Uh, well, that's a complaint. But some people like to swim longer distances. I'm a long-distance swimmer, and I like that pool cool, cold even. But somebody who's, who says, let's go take a swim, and then what they really mean is let's just go down and stand in the pool and talk with each other. That's what a lot of people's idea of swimming is. They want that water warmer. And you tell me, how do you take a big swimming pool and get the temperature turned up or turned down, depending on who's swimming in it? You just can't do that. But what you can do is to talk with your staff and teach them how to talk with those customers when these kinds of situations come up. You know, the, your business opens too early or too late in the morning for me, but you're not going to change that. You've got to know how to talk about that with that customer. Uh, what they really are saying is that I want to do more business with you. You're just not open at the right hours for me. So...
0: Yes, I think what you're saying, it, it's, it's really interesting because I am also seeing the difference between, between Europe, Switzerland in particular, and USA, opening hours of shops. Yes. On your side, they are always open. <laughs> On our yeah. side, it's normally from 8 in the morning until 6 or now since 2-3 years until eight in the evening and then it they close. And right. therefore it's also related to cultural aspects and so on, it's not possible that there is no complaint. I think it would be fair to say to reduce complaints and getting rid of the complaints that are always coming, but not really about all the possible complaint.
1: Is that right. correct? yeah and it's what many when a company makes a decision that they want to reduce complaints or to get no complaints at all typically this is how it gets communicated let's say that uh, in a hotel somebody's at the front desk somebody working there and the manager says to them i am sick and tired of hearing about this complaint well that is a direct message to the staff To simply not tell their managers when those complaints come in or to say well that wasn't really a complaint that was just a question it wasn't really a complaint you know complaints come a lot in the form of questions why don't you why don't you have this why don't you do this that's a complaint and uh, so what they do is they cover up they deny that a complaint is has been registered I've actually seen this I, something happens in the hotel. I write out that little form. You know, how did I like the service? Fill it out, take it down to the front desk and they say, I hope your stay here was a good one. And I say, well, I had some problems and here's my response. Now I have turned around and walked away from the front desk to see the clerks tear up my comment. I've seen them literally tear it up. Now I know that what's going on there is there's a manager who maybe is paid a bonus for the few number of complaints they have but if you think about the consequences of that the consequences is that you stop paying attention to whatever the customer is complaining about that's they can drive a business uh, bankrupt i'm you know managers some managers have told me that that they were they're very very sorry that they put an emphasis on i don't want to hear about that anymore yeah that doesn't solve the problem <laughs> unfortunately
0: uh, yes and i think this this is important and this uh, drive me also to the next questions uh, the example that that you shared was not a good complaint handling and the people uh, throwing away this 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 paper where you wrote your your feedback uh, was not derived, was not skilled to handle complaints which uh, skills are required and the complaints in a proper way
1: i think that there are a, um, a, a a lot of emotional intelligence skills that are required that typically we just think of the complaint handling as a transactional event between the person who's listening to the complaint and and the complainer that's it's a transaction between them but it's actually much more than that it's it's one of the most complicated human Exchanges, emotional exchanges um, around. I have also, in addition to the book A Complaint is a Gift, this year I worked with a co author named Victoria Holtz, and we wrote a book of 101 uh, exercises to teach people how to handle complaints better. 101 of them. Now, many of these are things that I am sure that if somebody looks at the book, because there's, for example, there's a chapter with a number of exercises on listening, a chapter with a number of exercises on body language, on on showing empathy, on all of these emotional intelligence skills. And people may say, but I already had a course on how to, um, how to ask questions. What we've done is we've taken very specific kinds of things that need to be asked about, but related them exclusively to complaints. It's not just about listening it's about listening to complaints so uh there there's there's a lot of these different skills body language is a huge one the sound of the voice uh somebody rolls their eyes y- you you've got a problem there <laughs> communication with that person uh, for sure
0: i think it's 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 really uh, extremely interesting and perhaps could you share also your view if there is differences between handling complaints in a digital way, in a physical way, because if it's digital, then it's difficult to really um, see, watch, and understand the body language and so on. Uh, What's your view on that?
1: Yeah. You know, can I just say this too, right up front, and that is that there are so many applications now that are out there. I have a friend up in Canada who's developed a way to take what's in an email, run it through her program, and it'll tell you what's going on with that person emotionally. Now, those kinds of of uh, applications are becoming more and more common. So we're, we're going to be able to handle these written complaints, these digital complaints a lot better. But if I can go into a little bit of detail on this, because there's always been a lot of confusion about with digital complaints, i I do think we're going to be getting more and more of them. Um, it's It's just in the world that this is going to happen. But just recently, three professors at Harvard University did big data analysis, which is not what most complaint handling research is. Most complaint handling research is five hundred customers, maybe a thousand is big. But what they did was they looked at 20 million, I mean, if you can imagine, 20 million comments, positive and negative, that were put on the four big um, uh, hotel application platforms. like Expedia, I'm trying to think of ones you know, Expedia, I don't know, There's, there's several of them that are big in the United States and I'm sure you've got your own names for them in Switzerland or in other parts of the world. And so they took these these comments and they analyzed them and they came to the conclusion that the way that we've been looking at handling written complaints is just not right. So I I, I sent out to a number of people that I know this is this was not 20 million comments, but I said to them, what do you think we should do? Handle the positive comments or handle the negative complaints first, because you got to do them in order, right? And that affects things. And most of the people said to me, oh, We should respond to the positive ones first. And what these people found, these three professors found, after looking at 20 million comments and what the reactions were, is that it is better to respond to the negative comments first, and to respond to them very specifically. So for example, uh, if, if somebody says, if they're in a hotel and they say, I didn't like the bed in room number 327, you should respond specifically to, concretely to that. And you're I went up to that room, I sat down on the bed, and it was lumpy, just as you said, You I know, mean, just to show them that you've really paid attention. And we are pulling the mattress out of that room and putting a new one in. So very specific, the negative. Now, you want to handle the negative ones first, because what happens on all these digital platforms is that some, when something has been handled, it gets dropped down and drop down, and drop down, and drop down. So that leaves more of the positive ones on the top. So when somebody looks at your hotel, they're going to see mostly positive ones because the negative ones have already been handled. So it's a very concrete piece of learning that a lot of people in the hotel industry simply don't know about. The positive comments, they say this, is do something very fast and very generic. Like, yeah. Oh, thank you so much for your comment. We appreciate it that you liked our hotel and we hope to see you again. So it's nothing concrete. You don't talk about the salad that they bought at the restaurant that they like. You just really glad you liked staying in our hotel and the service. Uh, But you pay attention to the negative ones. So now the positive ones are staying on top. The negative ones are dropping down to the second page because you know they only have so much space on the computer screen so they're dropping down dropping down and what the people who are looking at those reviews because they do look like 87 percent of people today we just don't stay in hotels anymore without looking to see what everybody else has said i mean isn't that your practice just unless you know that brand of hotel you want to check to see what everybody says so what you uh, you're getting to see the the more positive hotels, and that creates a mindset in the customer. This is going to be a good experience, and that's that's what happens. Now, then also, this they found out. This is just in my mind. It's just so fascinating that we're beginning to understand what happens with complaints online, and that is that if your numbers on a if you do like five stars, five stars, and your numbers are at four point four and you can get that up to four uh, or even yeah 4.4 if you can get it up they'll round it up to five 4.5 for you which means that you now jumped up half a star if you're are below that they'll drop you down to 4.0 instead of 4.5 and the 4.5 hotels get more bookings so when people say to me but there's nothing I can do about all these digital comments. Yes, there is. You actually can influence the algorithms on these big platforms that are all over the world now. And I think, honestly, that that's going to become even more important in the next number of years. I think it's going to happen.
0: It's so fascinating. It's it's extremely interesting what you're saying. And I think this is a, a discipline or a science in itself to to really understand uh not only how customers are reacting to, to the complaints, but also how this platform are leveraging and using using the feedback and changing that. It's extremely interesting. Really, that's that's really something that I never heard about, but it totally makes sense.
1: Yeah. And I one of the things that I do in my own keeping updated with what's going on in the world of complaints is um I use Google uh, search so that I type in a number of words and whenever those things appear, I get a daily listing of what's showing up on the internet. And this morning I saw one that was fascinating. It was about uh, a public uh, government. I guess I'm not sure what that means in England, but it was in the the UK. It was called public housing. I don't think that that's necessarily welfare housing. I think it's, I I don't know exactly what that meant in UK, but they said that what they're finding was that the, the comments that were coming through about people who were living in these public housing was that there was more mold and this was a YouTube explanation. So when I clicked onto that, it took me to YouTube and it showed people's houses and it showed the mold and it was gross. Now I think we're going to see more of that. You know, I bought this dress and it said this size, but it was way too tight. So I put it on and I let somebody see I can't button it up. That's much more concrete and effective complaining that other people will respond to than just saying that the clothing was not sized properly. You just think about all those things that we need our Ears, and we need our vision to really understand what the complaint is. And since YouTube is used, or you could go onto any of these, so TikTok or any of these things, and and take a look at them, and you're going to get visual pictures of what the complaint is, and that can be very harmful, very harmful to a business's reputation.
0: Oh, that's that's really extremely interesting. And we could chat about um, a complaint is a gift for hours. But now we are coming to the end of this game. But I still have some questions for you. We okay. are, um, let's think in the future. In 10 years from now, we are back on the CX Goalkeeper podcast. Super happy to have you. Uh, what we are discussing about?
1: Um I think what we're going to be talking about is more electronic complaints and how this is coming through on the internet. I just just as I explained and I think that we're going to get visual pictures of it. I mean, we've all got our phones around and we're just going to be snapping pictures of of these things. Uh, And so it won't be considered an intrusion for somebody to say, could you send me a picture, a snapshot of that so I can see what happened. No, I mean, I will voluntarily do it because it's what I think we will all be doing. We will absolutely be communicating with video. And that you can't you can't deny what the video says, or at least unless that person spent a lot of time changing the video, you can't deny it. So it's it's going to be much more powerful instead of just saying, "And that person was rude to me." I actually have got my camera going, taking a picture of this person being rude to me,
0: or uh, a video, and not only a picture.
1: <laughs> well, that's what I meant. I meant a video. Yeah, you're going to see you're going to see videos about these things, and oh, yes. It's, it's going to be dangerous. To
0: yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. And your fruit, your apples were rotten. So now I take my video out and I take, I take a video of my camera, my smartphone out, and I take pictures of the fruit with uh, that's mushy. And that's, somebody looking at that is going to say, I don't want to go shop there.
0: Yes thank you very much i hope that we will we, we will really discuss about this topic because it was really extremely interesting to speak about a complaint is a gift the third version of the book that you wrote now we are in the extra time the last 3 minutes of this game and i Can still have three we get, extra kicks? Three Can we get co- extra kicks <laughs> exactly three three questions for you um, okay a part of the books that you wrote, uh, is there a book that you would like to suggest to the audience that helped you during your career or during your life?
1: Well, uh, I, there's, there's a lot of them and a lot of customer service books that have been very good. I really like to see, I think I have one yeah. I, I, like, uh, I like the work of this guy, John Goodman. He's the one who did the original research on complaints. Now, his books are pretty academic but they're worth looking at. And and he's been gathering lots and lots, and I'll hold it up a little bit longer, promote his book, John Goodman. He was the one who did the original research back in the 1980s and concluded that only about 4% of people will actually complain. That research has stayed throughout this whole time. That's influenced me. I wrote another book called Branded Customer Service. And I think this relates to complaints because if you can say, uh, what branded customer service is we promise and we deliver. And when you promise and you don't deliver, that's when you get complaints. So you know how does your mark how do your marketing messages line up with your service delivery or with whatever your delivery is? Uh, I think those kinds of books have I have I mean I've got a shelf shelves full of them, actually. <laughs>
0: We can see that behind you, but for the people listening to, to the podcast, Janelle showed the book Strategic Customer Service. And um, and I think these are really interesting books. Thank you very much. Uh, the second last question is, where can pe- people find you? What's the best way to contact you? Uh,
1: the best way, I think, is just to go right to our web page, which is very simple to get to, www.com. A complaint is a gift. The name of the book. So if you can remember the name of the book, you can remember the web page, and then it's a dot, dot com, and in there it will lead you to other places to get more information. But that's that's the most accessible place to get information. Uh, and the book, the books, of course, are available on Amazon. But I think that the with the shipping to go to Europe, it's they're very expensive, and I wouldn't mind recommending that if you want a copy of the book, get the kindle version get the there's also a pdf version so you get the same thing but you don't have to pay for shipping Uh, shipping is really costly these days
0: yes and i think in 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 a period where um sustainability also an important topic is reading it on on a kindle or as a pdf it's it's really a great idea thank you very much for sharing also this, this idea now we are coming to the end of this podcast but i still have one question for you it's janelle golden nugget it's something that we discussed or something new that you would leave to the audience
1: well i think that word gift belongs on two sides it's it's not only a gift to get a complaint from the customer because you get to find out what they want and you get to know how to satisfy them and they're probably a loyal customer if they're complaint there's a lot of reasons why a complaint is a gift they're giving you a gift uh, and you're receiving this gift from them. But I think that also if customers began to think in terms of giving gifts, now, how do you give a gift to somebody? You don't throw it at them. You try to put some care and thought into it. You know, why are you giving them this gift and to deliver it in that way, instead of getting angry and then expecting the staff to work their hardest for you. They, you know, they don't, they get upset as well. And, Um, And and that incidentally, I might just say, is the second major reason why people say that they won't complain is because they're afraid that somebody will attack them. Well, the way to avoid that is just make sure that you're giving the gift as well as the person who's receiving it to know that they've received a gift. I I think that's it's it works on both sides. That's my golden nugget.
0: Thank you very much. The only thing that I can say is Janelle, thank you very much for your
1: time. Well, thank you. Thank you. I really enjoyed this. Janelle, please
0: stay with me. To the audience, I hope that you enjoyed this discussion as much as I did. Please stop by and buy the Kindle version or the PDF version of Janelle's book. A complaint is a gift, how to learn from critical feedback and recover customer loyalty. And this everything, please share the feedback also with us, with we, with me or with Janelle through our uh, webpage. And we are happy to get your feedback. Thank you very much. And have a nice evening. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, please share the word of mouth. Subscribe it. Share it. Until the next episode, please don't forget, we are not in a B2B or B2C business. We are in a human-to-human environment. Thank you.